Come down, gentlemen. You're both pretty, I promise. <laughs> we are, as always, broadcasting. I tried so hard, and he just <laughs> makes fun of me. <laughs> From the lower fourth dimension, uh, also known as making fun of David Floor. Now, uh, also known <laughs> as Chicago, just a stone's throw away. See what I did there? Oh, From uh, my compatriot here in parts <laughs> unknown, Colorado. I'm Brent Hand. He's David Flora. Hi. And, uh, well, as you know, the bots are here for bad measure. Die in a fire with kittens. (laughs) David, we have a, I almost said fun one. We have a one this week. (laughs) (laughs) We have one. We sure do have an episode this week. We got stones, aliens, conspiracies, all out lies, Russians, uh, people from Australia, uh, hieroglyphs, (laughs) dead bodies, tombs. I'm excited. Wow, I'm, I'm, I mean that you you said we, we had one, and then you named all that. Now I'm, I'm kind of it's kind of excited. Dude. It's a weird one, let's just say, because there's so much. Um, it's one that people say it's true. I tells you why? Because I feel it. I just no. don't want it to be. You know, <laughs> I want it. You know what I want, David? But because they tell you it's false. <laughs> you know, you know how you know how Them. big stone is. You know. Uh, <laughs> What I want is people to send us their weird news. Weird at oh. hysteria51.com. See that? That's Slid it right in there. Yeah. If you guys got weird stories you want us to do for our bonus episodes, blurry hysteria, weird at hysteria51.com. W-E-I-R-D at hysteria51.com. Get them in. Yep. Let us know your name. We'll give you a shout out. You can put it on your tombstone, right in your epitaph. Get it tattooed on your body. Whatever. You know, we don't judge. We do judge, but it's fun. All right. <laughs> Topic time. Yes. <sighs> David. Yeah. Hit us with some facts. Well, okay. Um, I, I, I like kiwi flavoring, but I hate kiwis. <laughs> Good to know. Well, let's keep it more on the uh, pseudo archaeological claims for this week and uh, oh. less about your weird fucking quirks there, buddy. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> He's right about the judginess. Hey! Uh, It's a guarantee in the lower fourth. (laughs) (laughs) The Dropa Stones, also known as the Jopa Stones. Zopa? D-Z-O-P-A. That's a cheese your own adventure. The Stones. I think it's are the subject of a controversial story that has been largely debunked by the mainstream academic community. We're just spoiler. We're <laughs> fire, yeah, firing the big gun right away. <laughs> so you bet your ass we're talking about it on here. Uh, um, the story was first introduced to the Western world the same way all true scientific discoveries are 
by uh, spilling something and then tasting it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by a science fiction author. That's, and this uh, happened to be. That feels right uh, to me. <laughs> I, I think people would be surprised how how often this happens, to be honest. Paging L. Ron but, Hubbard. Uh, Paging L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big one. Uh, this happened to be a Russian named Alexander Kazanstev. Kazanstev? That sounds right to me. Kazan. We got to work on our he, Rosetta Stone, man. We got to get that going. <laughs> dude, I downloaded it today. I've already started. Perfect. Sorry, this isn't the time for the ad, but <laughs> <laughs> next next, next ad read we do, I'll, I'll let you know how it's going. Heck yeah. Um, but uh, Alexander dropped this truth bomb on us in the year of our lured 1900. <laughs> And 60, it revolves around the supposed discovery of mysterious disc-shaped stones Mm -hmm. allegedly discovered in the Bayanhar Shan region of China near the border of Tibet in 1938. Mm. Um, uh, I I, I apologize for pronunciations on all these. (laughs) Um, But according to um, Alexander, uh, or Sexy Lexi as he's known by his friends. I like to think that that's what he put on all of his research papers, but... Who am I, to judge? I, hope, I hope that's what his parents uh, called him because they, they didn't want to say <laughs> Alex. <laughs> A team of archaeologists led by Chipute discovered several caves that appeared to be tombs. Every cave can be a tomb with the right go get M attitude and a little luck. <laughs> I can't deny that. that that's fair. Uh, uh, yeah, you got to have the right attitude and maybe an axe. <laughs> <laughs> you can just make that one work out for you no matter how you want to. He, maybe maybe a little dynamite. Yeah, yeah. Close off the head <laughs> entrance. In, anyways, inside these tombs, there were a series of graves, and each of them contained a skeleton measuring just over three feet, Ooh. or one meter in height, with oddly proportioned bodies. Oddly proportioned. I love that. I love that they taught, that is an oddly proportioned body. What did their dicks look like? What? Wow. <laughs> Wow. Jesus Christ. Straight to it. Yeah. Straight to yeah. it. Well, anyways, moving mm-hmm. on. Uh, alongside these skeletons, the team reportedly found 716 disc-shaped stones, give or take, depending on the retelling, <laughs> each approximately 12 inches in diameter with a hole in the center. As you do. But the fun does not stop at... Uh, donut stones. Now do we find out about the genitals? Yeah, okay. Uh, quick question, and I mean this with all sincerity. What the hell is actually wrong with you? There is nothing wrong with asking scientific questions when learning about one of the few notable experiences in this planet's history that I was not there for. Oh, Jesus. Okay, okay that that's sense. that's lower on the priority list of scientific questions, <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's on the list. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, skipping over that nonsense, back to the fun that uh, Mr. Flora was mentioning. These stones were said to be inscribed with tiny hieroglyph-like markings, as all good discs are are known to have. I like their hieroglyph-like. Yeah, yeah, they were they were hieroglyph adjacent. Skip a bit now in the story, and then uh, so that was when they were found. So that was in the 30s, right? So we go back to that that year of our Lord 1960, or in the 60s. One of the discs was supposedly translated, translated that was, by Dr. Soon Um Nui. Is that how you would say that? Soon Um Nui? Hey, I'll take it. Of the Beijing Academy for Ancient Studies. 
Uh, Doc Sum Sum, as I think he liked to go by, <laughs> because we're pretending that this is a real person, concluded <laughs> that the inscriptions told the story of a spacecraft that crashed in the area some 12,000 years ago, piloted by beings known as the Dropa, full stop, the end, and there's your new truth, people. Wow. And uh, there you have it, the Dropa Stones, like I said, full stop. Passes my smell test. That tracks for me, too. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> break time. But we're gonna... doesn't have a nose. But What did you say? <laughs> he doesn't have a nose. That but, is yeah. also a truth, um, you know, but <laughs> do you really want him having more abilities to experience the world? <laughs> I'm yes, gonna, less I'm, holes on Seabot, please. <laughs> less holes is always good. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to try to poke, speaking of holes, holes in this story. Good luck. Yeah, well, <laughs> when we come back it's after awesome. this break on Hysteria of 51. I just can't believe you guys aren't interested in what alien dicks look like. Shut the fuck up about dicks. <laughs> Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor and we use it. Rosetta Stone, they're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, It's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm -hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer, so it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, a today. Seabot, you've got a mirror. That's all you need to know. Man, I tell you what. Dicks. There's more dick talk in this episode than I anticipated, but. Really? With I, stones with holes in them? <laughs> you didn't think there'd be some dick talk? <laughs> It was just an ancient game where <laughs> they laid down and tossed it. Anyway, ha, woo! <sighs> Jesus Christ, those pesky ancient astronauts. All right, so drop of stones are just one link in the ancient astronaut theory chain. It's something that we've talked about on here a lot. 
They're used as examples to back up said ancient astronaut theory and diminish human ingenuity and accomplishments because we all know that uh, they couldn't do that. They couldn't build things or do things. They without... were so dumb. Uh, yeah. They didn't have Ziploc bags, <laughs> therefore dumb. Could it be? Uh, could hey, uh, could the aliens have helped us in the past? Sure. Did they with the Dropa Stones? Let's explore a little bit. Uh, David, tell us a little more on this discovery, and I'm air-quoting discovery. <laughs> this cave system is said to lie in the borders of China and Tibet and are claimed to be a system of artificially carved tunnels. Don't you hate those? You know, just there you are, mind your own business, and you find those artificially carved tunnels. What kind of tunnels? And how do they know they were artificial, sir? Yeah, well, the walls were said to be square in shape. That's that's an oddity. And God they had build a, in straight lines. <laughs> <laughs> they had a glassy layer, almost as if the walls were carved using some intense heat source. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord knows the the Earth doesn't have any heat sources <laughs> in it. So. Now I never learned how to file taxes. Or do anything proper in school, but I do know that that heat source under the ground is magma, but when it comes out, it's lava. Thank you very much, high school education. Uh, I need a lot of help (laughs) is what I'm getting at. And like all good caves, inside were a tomb of rose. A tomb of, of rose. Groups. We don't always see the. <laughs> okay, God. This is a tomb okay. of rose. This is what a stroke feels like. Um, <laughs> inside were a group of tombs in rows. That sounds a little more plausible. Uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. These, they, well, they, in quotes, say the tombs were about 4.3 feet or 1.3 meters in length. And we talked about the skeletons found inside. They had those large heads, weak-looking bodies. So just like you twats. Go fucking play in traffic and stop talking this episode, Actually, please. I'll take that as a compliment. Hell, <laughs> <laughs> no, I have the big heads. <laughs> now, at least you didn't ask about it. Never mind. So, no uh, one is saying I have a small, weak-looking body. <laughs> at least the small part. <laughs> it, it's small. <laughs> Back to these supposed tombs. They had no inscriptions, but... Those 716 one-foot-wide stone discs were there, so Yahtzee. And uh, these stone discs were said to have a hole in the center, three-quarters of an inch wide. And for shits and giggles, or shiggles, as you like to say, pictures of the sunrise, the moon, and the stars with dots connecting, uh, connecting, that is, to Earth, uh, or from Earth to Earth, from observable universe, were painted on the walls of the cave, I guess, depending on which direction you're coming or going to. And all of these pictures were joined together with lines of miniature pea-sized dots. Pea-sized. So we know exactly the size. Science was done, allegedly, and these paintings were said to have been dated to 12,000 years ago. And the artifacts uh, recovered by the expedition were stored in Beijing at the Beijing University for 20-some-odd years. And there were attempts to translate the discs, but no such luck previously. Hmm. Then, around 1958, the discs were examined by that Dr. Sum Unui of the Beijing Academy for Ancient Studies, which sounds real. And the big-brained badass himself supposedly cracked the code of the discs. God damn, he's in my head. Discs. Now he's in my head. (laughs) Seapot. Here we go. Uh, boom, aliens. Anyway, <laughs> so this, uh, these uh, these stones, these discs, whatever you want to call them, they, they told the story 
crash landing of a group of outer space bad drivers, I guess, named the Dropa. How that worked was uh, Professor T, this guy, uh, not Dr. Sum Unnoi, published his findings uh, uh, after he returned to China. He said the skeletons may have been to gorillas, nothing to do with aliens or anything like that. He claimed that stone discs may have been added by later culture, and people laughed and laughed, or so the story goes. So they got the Doc Sum Sum to come in and do the real work. And um, <laughs> the professor's findings remained hidden until the university finally undertook further research into what came to be known as these Dropa stones that we're talking about. You know, the, it could be just to uh, go out on a limb with this shit. Um, if someone saw a uh, weirdly proportioned body, you know, from the skeleton mm-hmm. – um, gorilla is not a, a far off thing for people to assume. Yeah. Like weird head, smaller body. Yeah. The, the, um, legs and are, are shorter than the arms mm-hmm. or I, I don't know exactly, but you know, it, it would look definitely different from humanoid and Especially just kind of they a, were, a weird, they were all buried in, in rows in a tomb. Sure. Uh, yeah. You know, as gorillas <laughs> yeah. are known to do, uh, <laughs> Um, so this research after, so this professor found it and they weren't satisfied with it. So then, uh, Dr. Zoom Zoom, (laughs) he came in, spearheaded it and it was understood that stones had microscopic hieroglyphics. Like we talked about etched on them. So he removed a total of 716 stones from the grave in the mountain caves and started studying them. And if the good doctor's findings are to be believed, and that's believing that he even ever fucking existed. Uh, uh, but uh, the hieroglyphs in the stones were, for the most part, unreadable. But some say the doctor was able to piece together a story that's out of this world. Stop it. <laughs> According uh-huh. to <him>. Yeah. <laughs> the stones. Pushing some buttons, bitch. <laughs> the stones revealed a story of an alien race called the Dropa, the bad drivers we mentioned before. They crashed land on Earth. Killed a good number of the crew. Some were still alive, and those survivors, they hid in a cave to protect themselves from a local tribe that he said were called the Ham, or the Ham people. Mm. And sounds delicious. Eventually, the two tribes managed to coexist, but the Dropa could not repair their spaceship because reasons, and they <sighs> lived out their remaining years on Earth, I'm sure, pissed off as fuck. <laughs> what the professor supposedly did was transcribe the hieroglyphs from the disc to paper. And once the character has been t- transcribed slowly, I'm sure the message began to take shape first as words then as phrases and became understandable. Then this doctor put together his research or his work or whatever you want to call it in a form of an academic paper. But spoiler again, the Beijing Academy forbid the publication of the paper because reasons hmm. now if that was to be true, sometimes you could maybe think that, like, oh, we don't want to be ridiculed or, or whatever. But yeah. anyway, it was supposedly eventually published, and it was the subject of, well, great ridicule. The result was <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Sumu Nui resigned his post and went to Japan where he lived in obscurity. And nice. uh, there is the truth of the entire story, or more likely bullshit. Because we're going to break into that part. And we got some bullshit, uh, speaking of BS, involving Russia and Australia on the plate. Tell us about 
those two uh, wonderful places, if you will, sir. Yeah, I mean, you can't uh, be digging around with aliens without yeah. the Ruskies sticking their noses in. And they say they also became interested in the Dropa Stones. They asked for and received permission to undertake additional research on the stones. Uh, some of the stone discs were allegedly dispatched to Moscow to be examined, and the outcome of this research is said to have indicated that the stones contained a high concentration of cobalt, together with other substances that were metallic in nature. Plus, they say the discs oscillated as if they contained an electrical charge. Huh. Or... You know, maybe the discs were just really nervous about being in a room <laughs> with windows in Moscow. You know, a bunch of Russians. <laughs> uh, hey, we're they gonna saw have tea you, being served. And, we're yeah, going to have you would, handle these very, tea. very, very fragile discs. You want some vodka? I'm sorry, vodka? <laughs> <laughs> but either way, scientists... Uh, found that putting the stones on a turntable elicited a special hum Ooh. from the stones, especially Ooh. when they had uh, a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? So, what what kind call. of hum are we talking about? Sorry, I'm just, I'm just thinking of puns. Um, <laughs> well, there was a hum that sounded exactly like a perfect recording of the Beastie Boys' Paul's Boutique <laughs> decades before it was released. <laughs> That is very specific. See, I thought it was pet sounds, but <laughs> e either that or we made all that up. Oh. But it makes as much sense as the rest of this shit. So uh, I think pet you know. sounds is when you put a needle on Bill Brasky's nipple is how you get pet sounds. So that's how very similar and both discs, you know. Or I, I heard Brian it. Wilson tried that, so <laughs> we're not far off. <laughs> At least one scientist who is real the writer's promise <laughs> believes that in some way the store the stones are associated with an electric circuit that dates back to ancient times now i don't mean to laugh uh but i do <laughs> uh, of all the things we talk about this is just so weird and out there this and is, of all the things we talk about this is such a thing <laughs> of all the things we talk about this is one of them this is one of them yeah <laughs> and now the moment you've all been waiting for, the mm -hmm. phrase you've all been waiting for me to say, it's time to go down under. <laughs> Ernst Wegerer, Wegerer, or Wegerer was an engineer from Australia who mm -hmm. managed to photograph two discs in 1974 while on a tour of the Chinese Banpo Museum in Xi'an. He claims... Um, or his claims about the mm -hmm. discs, include seeing the holes in the center of the discs and the hieroglyphs in grooves that displayed in a spiral pattern, but they were crumbling. Mm. This is what happens when you yep. leave your vinyl out to the elements. <laughs> but when Wigger approached the management of the museum for further information, mum was the word. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he's speaking in like in a very thick Australian accent. They had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> according to the according to the manager uh there was nothing to tell about the stones mm -hmm. she dismissed them as cult objects of no importance but she was knowledgeable about every other clay artifact in the museum yeah. Yeah. lies he tells <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah he swears they were lying he swears you know anyway 
So oh, I see. get this. Yeah. The museum manager suspected or well supposedly allowed him to handle one of the discs and he did that. We've all been to a museum and had them open up displays yeah. for us to fuck with shit. So that <laughs> checks out. No issue there. Um and so he inspected, not suspected, but he inspected them. And he said it weighed approximately two pounds and was one foot in diameter. However, the pictures he took uh, allegedly do not show the fine details of the spiral grooves and hieroglyphics, but that's just, you know, that's things. not a hit on Don't there. worry about it. Also, just for fun, two days after old Ernie visited uh, the museum, the manager was called away and yep, said manager and the discs vanished forever. Gone. The, the most believable part of the story <laughs> <Yeah>. so far. <laughs> She's like, cheese it. I'm out of here. Uh, this scenario was said to have been reported by Professor Wang Ziyong, a director of the museum in 1994, said to be, and we'll explain why that's said to be here very shortly. There you have it. Alien, scientists, proof, photos, or BS. We'll break down the holes in this story, if there are any, other than the holes in the middle of the disc. That's after this break on Hysteria 51. <laughs> No surprise here, kids, if you've been listening and uh, caught on us uh, kind of scoffing at this. Issues abound in this story. Just like the stones themselves. Ah, uh, yes. There's Holes 716 <laughs> issues with holes. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, there's so many holes in this story. I don't even know where to start when doing them. Um, I was trying to go through stuff, and I was looking through different people's websites where they talk about it and stuff, and there were so many so I just put together a very incomplete but, you know, thorough-ish list of things that stand out. Uh, mm. So the glaring ones here that caught me or caught my eye. Um, tons of experts have studied both the evidence and, more importantly, lack of evidence of the Dropa Stones. And serious researchers, archaeologists, all that do not believe that there is any evidence to claim, support the claims that have been made or that these ever really exist at all, these specific Dropa stones. So um, do they, let me ask you this to, mm -hmm. for, for everybody at home playing along. Do they have these somewhere right now? So there are discs. are they supposedly disappeared? Uh, so the Dropa stones themselves are the things that are, are of question are not there. But here in a minute, I, uh, let me let me break down a couple more things and I'll explain to you what people say they're probably in reference to. Okay, already. Um, what about the people? All right, so we had talked about the Dropa people and the Ham people. There is a genuine yeah. Dropa tribe that does exist. The people are actually normally developed. They're not uh, large headed and and small bodied. Uh, they are herdsmen though, so maybe aliens. That one's still out. You know the jury. <laughs> Because that's always weird to me when people choose to be herdsmen. Also, ham people exist as well. It's a bit of realism in the muck. So, you know, both those people are there. Uh, neither of them claim to be from outer space, which is telling to me. <laughs> um, here's a big one. Chinese museum records do not provide any proof of the discs ever being stored at any museum in China. Uh-oh. Plus... 
the Russian government authorities uh, can find no records or other proof of the disks ever be, having been studied by Russian scientists. But we have to say that this may or not be true given the way these two governments operate. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that's <laughs> Shoot your that's own not picture there. Refu- irrefutable evidence. Right so there. <laughs> that that's a to me uh, uh, that's a check in the their real box. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now to uh, Doctor uh, Sum Unui, it's T S U M U M N U I. So I'd like to think that when they were making this shit up, they were like, "What's the doctor's name?" Oh, it's Doctor Sum um, Sum Gui. Nui? <laughs> Well, um, it's funny you say that because <laughs> they're like, oh, okay. It's it's perfectly said that way because this is a Japanese that's been adapted to Chinese. It's not a real name. And there yeah. are no reports to prove that the doctor ever existed. And that's what's fucking crazy. Oops. I knew I should have come up with a better name. You did not have anything to do with this. Uh, <laughs> not a part of this. I'm. Yeah, you wish. I'm, I'm relatively sure. Let's think about this logically in regards to what uh, this made up person was said to accomplish. And this is an important part. We know all the hieroglyphs, hieroglyphs of Egypt, you know, these, these huge undertaking it was to translate those. It took thousands of people to translate those over a very long time. But we're to assume that Duck Sum Sum knocked out 716 stone discs by himself when much of the writing was already faded and worn and he figured out this entire story. Yeah, yeah. So that's true. <laughs> um, and what about the debris from the alien spacecraft? The, the heat-carved caverns, the paintings, yeah. all that jazz? Was nothing ever traced you know, to this day so they could go back there? How could it be possible aliens advanced enough to crash a, uh, a spaceship end up using stones as grave markers also? Unless it was part of their weird, I don't know. It just, it makes no sense to me. And we can't find these caves. We can't find anything, but they found them back in the day. Of course, they might be hiding them from us. And when did they crash? How long, when they did crash, right? Uh, you know, how long did it take to carve out each stone? Why is it the, the stones were the only things discovered and nothing else? I mean, there's just so many questions you could have on that whole, that whole end of it. And don't you think they would be advanced so some of that would have carried over I, when they got here? I, I would think that, yeah, they, they would have some kind of technology. So let's say, you know, your ship crashes, but you've still got, um, I don't know, a sidearm. You've got tools. Presumably, you've got knowledge. Uh, medical stuff, knowledge about things, how to use. Like if you are if you can't fix your ship, then you're going to strip that ship down and use the parts of it for things you can use it's, it for, Unless you know? it's like in like, what was that, District 9, where the one that like came here they were all like the slave people who had no, like, they weren't smart. Oh. You know what I mean? So that could be a one end of it where they're just like, they're all just like, why? They're living in slums and stuff because they're just idiots. Yeah, you know? <laughs> wow. Maybe. Yeah, it's a it's a penal colony ship that got to uh, Don't course. say penal. He's going to start to ask him about dicks again. <laughs> Good call. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Uh, Also, for more fun, there's no proof of the Peking Academy of Prehistory ever existing. (laughs) Is that that what it was called? I thought it was the Beijing Academy of Ancient Studies. Well, there was that one. There was the Peking Academy, and there was the Dim Sum Academy of There was General So's So's Anatomy of Aliens. Uh, (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. What about pictures? Cream of some young guy. (laughs) 
What about What about pictures, sir? Well, pictures of the the Droba stones or alleged pictures show diverse stones of different sizes, with some having large holes at the center, some with small. Um, which one is the true version? Is anybody's guess <laughs> providing a true version ever did really exist? Um, and that's where we're going to get to this one final big argument against this authenticity of the Dropa Stones and all the claims comes from Eric Van Daniken. You might guys, Uh-oh. you might remember him. We've talked to him before. I've talked about him before. I've actually spoke to him. We, I spoke to him in LA at Alien yeah. Con. We didn't get him on the show, unfortunately, but he was a writer. And the first time it's ever mentioned, the Dropa Stones that anyone can find is a story in his book, Chariots of the Gods, question mark, published in 1968. So he's removed the question mark on that book if you get later versions of it. I don't know how I feel about that. Anyway, very little about the book can be corroborated, including his claims having received information from Alexander Kazansky. How do you say that one? You say it sexy, Lexi. Sexy, Lexi. Alex Kazansky. Yeah. Anyway. Kazansky. Uh, maybe. The Soviet know. science fiction writer. So he's a, he's, um, he's real. Though, he's right? real. Right. He's real. The sci-fi writer denies that this is true and in turn claims that Eric Von Daniken is the one who gave him the information. <laughs> And uh, this is the this is the Spider-Man picture. Yeah, of the two Spider-Mans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the earliest mention of the story, like we said, is in that book, Chariots of the Gods. Um, it's one I've read. It's widely criticized as unreliable. You can't really go down any of the the avenues and find information. And in fact, many, many, many people point out how racist it is because mm. one of the kind of alarming and theories is well these. This is not me talking, but if you read online, they'll say, well, brown people couldn't have done that. So obviously aliens had some sort of intervention. And that's disgusting. And that's why a lot of people are like, it's all racist or has racist ties. Can we just like take a moment to remember that the center for science and math for a long time was the Middle East for fuck's sake? Oh, I thought it was the uh, Peking Duck. What was that place called? The uh, Center for (laughs) Unknown Studies and... The um yeah it, well I mean in, right in, no I don't mean to take in away all from that. in You're all right. seriousness like that that too like China came up with uh, a lot of stuff like writing and gunpowder mm-hmm. uh, a long time before yep. us us rubes over here mm-hmm. <laughs> thought about it so I, I mean yeah it's just come on man right the vast majority of names and sources appearing in the book uh, Chariots of the Gods. Can't be corroborated at all. No existence of the uh, the the Soviet scientists, Chinese scholars, all these names: the the Cho Putai, the Sumung Noi, Ernest Wagner, uh, all these people. None of them can be found to be real people. And most tellingly, Dangan gives his main <laughs> source, like we said, was the 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 writer, the the Alexander uh, Kazanskiv, I, I think is how you say it. And he again says that I did not tell him that. And he told me that and he's lying. Then in the 1978 book, Sun Gods in Exile, uh, there appeared to be a story that lends some support to the Dropa Stones. So it was edited by this guy named David Agamon. And he admitted in a magazine 14 times in 1988 
that the book was fiction and the alleged author of The Sun Gods in Exile, British researcher named Dr. Creel Robin Evans, was imaginary. And uh, there's pictures that supposedly show Dr. Uh, Robin Evans with the Dalai Lama. They're bullshit. And the guy <laughs> who wrote it came forward and said it's all a lie. So all that exists of the supposed alien discs are several wide-angle photographs. And uh, the discs that are photographed don't match the described 12-inch discs, uh, you know, and they're... The three-quarter yeah. hole and... Secondly, the photos show That's none funny. of the supposed deep grooves. And thirdly, absolutely no photos, description, analysis, or other evidence of the actual alien script appear anywhere at all. Well, I mean, Stop. you did say earlier it was microscopic. It's super tiny. <laughs> super tiny. Uh, this is interesting, too, in doing the research. Wikipedia, they, they actually had a little piece on there that I liked. Um, it said one thing that on there that I that well, this is about the tropostones of the, the what they could actually be because you're asking that they said they could mm-hmm. actually be these things called bi discs. Oh, uh, just in time for Pride Month. Hey, these <laughs> things they range in size from just a few inches to a few feet. They're all over the place. Thousands of these were found in the southeastern parts of China back in the day, and these stones are made of jade or nephrite with small hole at the center of the stone and. Many people think of jade, they think of like bright green, but this type mm. of jade is not. In fact, a lot of jade It can are be purple too. Bur- yeah, or or browns like like it doesn't have to be pretty, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh these discs that are real are believed to be uh, they were buried under the feet of dead people and they date back about 3000 years, like a burial rite. So they're very prevalent and also furthermore some of the uh, some of the discs had these very nice carvings of snakes, dragons, all that stuff. But no by discs that have been found really had these grooves or writing to relate them to the Dropas in any way. But I think it's mm. one of those things where people grabbed onto it and said, I'm going to grift a story. Mm. Do, you, do you think that... Um, it's real, yes, that's, 100%. That's what happened, that <laughs> someone found some of these uh, these discs that like actually did find some discs or something and... Made up, uh, made up stuff from there because they didn't know about buy discs. Or that's my um, that's the rub for me, David. Is is did let's look at Eric von Daniken or something like that. Did he know what he was doing, mm, or was it or, a mistake? Yeah. Um, Where did this story come from? Because it came from someone, and the guy who says it came from is like, nah, man. He told me that story. So it'd be great if this this tribe of herdsmen tried to replicate you know they knew this custom they tried to replicate it but they didn't have jade or you mm-hmm. know precious stuff but they did have rocks <laughs> so they right. did the best they could yeah. you know maybe that was a yeah so always truth. remember the tribes that are, are out there there so the dropa was real the ham was real and quest there was a tribe called quest as well uh <laughs> That's very important to the We got Tribe Called Quest. We got we got Beach Boys. We got the Beastie Boys. We're firing on all cylinders this week. Yeah, really hammering it. Um, (laughs) Do you put any? What I mean, what what are your thoughts? Um, it's bullshit. I made fun of this one the whole way along. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, (laughs) we we came out. uh, We shot the the magazine of the the ship on the first salvo (laughs) on this one, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is very common, unfortunately, in stuff we talk about is that you get a story 
from either a science fiction author or someone like Eric Von Daniken, who takes yeah. stuff like this and uh, really runs with it. And then it, you know, just gets repeated enough to where people start saying, oh, there's something to it. And, you know, with the government, let's get the governments involved. And that way it'll it'll make it to where you can't research it because mm. it's a cover up then. And lack enough, of evidence right. is evidence at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, it's. Um, but when you start making it, up these supposed like state run things that never even existed, you're, you're that's a little hard. To swallow, to swallow. It, it, it's tough because, on the one hand, it, that can happen and has. Mm -hmm. No, that's true. So, you know that, but it's kind of a last uh, grasp at credibility. That's easy because, like I said, it's not something you can disprove immediately. It's right. entirely possible that that something could cover and. These, it's funny that they picked like China and Russia because those two governments are famous for doing exactly <laughs> yeah, that. Not exactly being and, uh, forthcoming with the yeah. information. Exactly. And yeah. um, I mean, and then one Australian guy is like, I seen it. I seen it. Crikey. But then, you know, like you said, like that guy, the, there's no uh, evidence of him existing either. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I don't know, Ernest Wegener or Wegerer, yeah, whatever it's it is. It's an interesting name. Where uh, It's W-E-G-E-N-E-R. Wegener. And, and Ernst. Wagoner. I mean, these aren't. Wegener, Wagoner, Wugener. <laughs> it's also spelled a couple different ways. W-E-G-E-R-E-R. Uh, -E 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 I'm sorry. I gave you the wrong spelling because I, I spelled it wrong when I rewrote it down here. So, yeah. Uh, sure. Either way, if there's 716 of these, one of them, I was way off. Sorry. I was way <laughs> off. Um, if there's so many of these, one of them is, should have been floated out there, stolen or something. It, it should be a plus if the, if they knew where this cave was and, and things like that, you should be able to track that. If they took any notes whatsoever, if they're worth anything. Um, yeah, well, it, it's too, yeah, it, there, there's too many details that are checkable that return nothing when you do check them. Right. I, I, I think that's exactly a good way to put it is it's too many, uh, too many dead ends, you know, when you should be able to find things, you know, if everything comes up false, it's probably false. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then again. I, or there's a very small statistical chance that any published papers or any accounts or reports of this were rounded up and gotten rid of, but mm -hmm. it's hard to They're keep in the same file with secret. Bob Lazar and uh, his, his, uh, all of his school and history and stuff. It's, it's a very interesting file folder. It's awesome. <laughs> sure. So yeah, I I don't put any uh, stock into this. It just it sounds like a good story, um, and it was kind of elaborated on by some luminaries and or writers and authors who um, knew how to really needle in on on some of the finer points. Twelve thousand years ago, sorry, uh, twelve thousand years ago. That that's you know ten thousand B BCE. A lot of people think. 
Um, that's about when Gobekli Tepe was uh, coming online. Mm-hmm. So, you know, is there a uh, connection there? Oh, let's just plant that seed. It's all it's starting to come together, Pepper. Starting to come together. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Boo needs a refill. <laughs> anyway, uh, kids, you got a better story? You know something we don't know? Well, let us know, and there's very, very, very simple way you can do that. Well, there's a few simple ways you can do that. Well, number one, you can uh, email us, and you can email us your weird stories, weird at hysteria51.com, or let us know your thoughts on Hysteria Nation. Go to Facebook, search Hysteria Nation. That's our discussion page. Also, facebook.com slash hysteria51pod. Running out of breath there. That is our Facebook page. Tweet to us at hysteria51pod. Patreon, Up All Nights, Mad Blur Hysterias, audio dramas, lots of fun stuff on there. All the episodes ad-free that uh, that going forward, so that's very cool. All for a dollar. Voicemail, 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. Or just go to hysteria51.com and click on the microphone, leave us a message there. Or you can uh, just... Uh, Find links to everything. You can just make that your homepage. I think that feels the best. <laughs> what do you got going on, David? Anything? Yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't heard yet, I started a new podcast um, in collaboration with Tom Lyons, who writes the Living Among Bigfoot books that I narrate the audiobooks for. It's called Five Minute Frights. And um, Tom is having me read out um, just short stories of encounters and, and experiences and goings on and stuff um, comes out each week. And um, yeah, it's a, it's just a fun little snack sized. I was uh, just going to say that it's addition. perfect to like, I want to hear these. You can just throw them on while you're, you're walking somewhere or driving mm-hmm. or taking a shit. That's the perfect time to listen to David Flora. Speaking of real quick, <laughs> this is terrible. So, not to interrupt you, but I go upstairs because I. So the studio used to be in our in our attic, and we moved it now, and I'm in I'm in the office building, and I still have a few of my things up there and decorations, and I had a rubber chicken from this Svengooli meetup. You remember Svengooli? You know the horror guy. Oh yeah. I had a sure. rubber chicken up there, and I had to go, uh, or I went up there to get it, and then I was downstairs, and I had to run to the restroom. So I go to the restroom, I hear knock, knock, knock on the door, and Lisa's like, "Hey, I hated this. I'm so sorry." Can I just open this? I'm going to grab the laundry basket to start laundry. I'm like, sure. She opens, and I'm standing there taking a shit, holding a rubber chicken. And she just looks at me, and I look at her, and she doesn't say anything. About an hour later, I go, you know, and she goes, you were taking a shit, holding a rubber chicken. And I'm like, yeah. She goes, I don't ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you all get along. And that's why love is blind. <laughs> Loves in the air. Oh my god! Uh, so yeah, yeah. That's that's the newest uh, hotness on on my end. Uh, five minute frights. <laughs> that uh, or me taking a shit out. with chickens. One or the other. Five minute frights. Yeah. Choose choose your poison on that one. No, it's uh, really good. And we've actually had a lot of people in the Syrian nation been checking it out and seeing how much they like it. Nice. Thank and you. then they're talking about how much they love your voice. Oh the, boy, the sexy, sexy <laughs> sounds. Of a David Once again, time to go down under. <laughs> All right, kids. Yikes. Uh, so that's been our thoughts on the Dropa Stones. And as you know, they're 100% real. <laughs> <laughs> With that said, I've been Brent. 
Uh, but David, he's been conspiracy, but stay stoned, meet sex. It was oh. terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. We'll be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.